Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when it comes to the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast, where we are going to preview the 2022 Travelers Championship, recap the U.S. Open, probably talk a little live, thanks, Brooksy, and much, much more. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS. If you guys can give it a rate and review on iTunes or Spotify, that would be awesome. You can check myself out on Twitter at BDentric and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. What a weekend. Finally, the Fitzpatrick train comes into the barn. It was beautiful. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was some really good golf on Sunday. I didn't get to watch much of it. I watched highlights, but, uh, pretty impressive. You had a pretty good week on, uh, on DraftKings, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, on Saturday, I was doing some stuff, kind of, uh, I was running a bunch of errands and everything. I kept checking once in a while. When Scotty went to six under and P. Rodge was at minus four. Yeah. I was tied for first in the $1.20 max. I'm like, okay, but it's Saturday. Long ways to go. Right. So I finished the day at 47th. And I'm like, okay, well, it's a six of six. We'll see what happens. I finished tied for third, which is pretty nice. It worked out pretty yeah. well. So a dollar oh, turned yeah. into like eight seventy five. It's not a bad ROI. But, <laughs> That's uh, pretty good. Um, yeah, I had two six of six lineups out of my 20 because of the carnage that took place. But I felt bad in the Discord. Everyone's like, I want plus four. I'm like, I want plus three. I want plus three because then we yeah. got like 2%, like keep it a plus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. The, p- yeah. Plus four is probably better for my, my, mine as well, even though I got a few more guys through the cut, but it was going to go way up if uh, yeah. six to six was going to be way up there if, uh, if plus four got through. So, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, that was a good golf course, good weekend. Um, a lot of interesting stuff. And, and I hope yeah, they bring Fitzpatrick it back. Finally gets it done. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I feel like, they just need to have a rotation, man. I mean, yeah, do what the British Open does and decide yeah. the rotation. Simple. I, I don't disagree. I mean, it's like there's just certain golf courses that make for really good golf, and that's one of them. I mean, that course is it, it it's it's not overly difficult. I didn't hear anybody bitching about it being too hard this weekend, um, but it's it's hard enough. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like they have to do a whole hell of a lot to it to to like set it up as a U.S. Open event. So I, I don't know. That's that's the beauty of it because there's so many courses they want to take them to and they want to make it either extra long or we bake it out or we do all this kind of stuff right. where it's like this course, like you said, it's just you grow the rough out here. There's these bunkers in place that makes guys make shots. And then if the wind comes into play like it did on Saturday, all hell's going to break loose. Right. Like, like Pebble, everyone kept saying, well, the wind never showed up, so that's why they scored. And it's true. But that's because Pebble's not challenging otherwise. You can only do so much to Pebble. Right. But uh, it's a landmark, so they go. But this course is like legit built for playing good golf. And that's what made it really, really good to see. And it made it a challenge for all players. Like I remember seeing pictures of Rory coming out of the press room on Saturday looking like a whoop dog. And he said it's the hardest round of golf I've ever played just because of the wind. Just as always, the wind. Yeah. Nothing different, just yeah. the wind. And uh, I think that's what makes it good because we don't need bombers courses. I hate seeing stuff baked out because – at worst, if you make a good shot, you shouldn't get penalized for that. And that's right. what sucked so much in the past. Like, guys would hit beautiful shots in the green and it'd go and hit the grandstands behind the greeners. Like, it was just mm. stupid. And uh, that's what made this a really, really cool golf course. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I agree. I think it was, uh, it was it was fun to watch. And it obviously made for some really good golf. And truly, the best ball strikers were there at the end. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, it was a great test, in my opinion. 
Yeah, so hopefully they bring it back. We'll see what happens, but that'd be great. Uh, Phil imploded, which was funny. Um, we saw some really. We we said it last week. There will be carnage. Uh, Shane yeah. Lowry missing the cut as massive chalk Sung was Jay. very. Sung, but Lowry was very surprising to me. I just thought he yeah, fit that course beautifully. Um, and then there's a bunch, like just a bunch. I, um, I got they showed like it was like twenty or thirty of the top sixty in the world all missed the cut. It was a wild number. So there's yeah. a reason why six of six numbers were short this week. Yeah, yeah, it was really short, and um, you know, a, a lot of the if you want to kind of transition into this, a lot of the live guys missed the cut yeah, too. Didn't do too strong. Uh, you know, DJ played all right. Brooks was there. Um, Reed had a horrible weekend. Reed had a bad weekend, uh, but. That was about it, man. The rest of them yeah. were gone. Now Bryson made the cut, um, and I don't know what answer was answer even in the field. He Apparently withdrew. He's, he's a he withdrew and screwed everybody. He withdrew after tea time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I had him in two of my lineups, and of course West Coast here wake it up, and I'm like, let's see what my lineups look like. And I look at the Discord, and so it was the eight answer withdrew, and I'm like, oh sweet, yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. It was after lock, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. rough, but yeah, uh, quality quality stuff there. <laughs> But uh, how he's going to live. Yeah, he's going to live. He's going to live his life on live. And um, live is doing some things these days. Like we all kind of assumed Brooksy was going, but uh, it's, I don't even know it's really official yet. Like I don't, but it, it feels he official. hasn't said anything. He hasn't said it. Live hasn't said it, but like every other angle on the planet is pointing to it's happened or yeah. happening. Yeah. But he still has not withdrawn from the travelers because technically until he teased it up for Liv, he can play on the PGA Tour. That was right. the way the rules were made. So what's your thoughts? It's been mixed reviews on the old Twitter there. Shocker. I mean, what do you think he should tee it up this week? Because I kind of enjoy it, the idea. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think he should play if he wants to play. I mean, he's still a PGA Tour member until they yep. revoke that. So, I mean, why not play? Um, there's been a lot of other names being thrown out there, but uh, I, I don't know that they're going to get too awful much more than what they've already got. I, yeah, I could be wrong. Morikawa said no today. Right. So that was that was interesting. And that was that was like the big one. I, I've heard Hideki. Um, yeah, I've heard Hideki Hovland. I've heard Hovland too. I mean, but like, I don't know. Both those guys are obviously world class golfers, but like, do they like move the needle enough to for it to matter? I think I Hideki I feel like they've got could, their big guys already. I think Hideki could if Liv wants to make an Asian splash. That's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That could be He's something got, they obviously want. Obviously, a huge Japanese market, so that would make sense. And that's but, something they're looking for. That's how they make their money. We talked about it last week. They don't care about the stuff on the course. They want to know how they can do it off the course. And that's right. an angle to it. Also, with uh, what we're seeing this week on the DP tour, they're letting live players play in those fields. So there's some ways to get OWGR points. And if they let it go forward that way, then the Hovlands of the world and stuff become more intriguing because now that's you get true. the European players. So there's some angles that are kind of developing where. If the European tour continues to let live guys play, the Asian tour has already let live guys play. There's a market opening up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, could see some other some other guys jump. I guess um, only time will tell. But yeah, I mean, I you know if, if I'm Brooks, I'm not going to announce it right now. Like I would wait yeah. as well till the week before. Like I'm going to go play in this event. Yeah. Like once um, you miss the cut on Friday afternoon, you can announce it. That'd be the way yeah, I would then, approach yeah. it. For sure. Yeah. But it is interesting. Mark Hubbard's brother's his caddy, and he's a very funny Twitter presence. And he didn't say Brooks by name, but he basically said, basically roundabout way, it's kind of effed up that there's guys holding spots for other players that could use the points right now. I got you. Well, I see his point, but if I'm Brooks, yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing. Right. So, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he could still go win money himself. So, and he could still change his mind. He hasn't teed it up yet. 
for sure. Be, yeah. Yeah. So 100%. We'll see. It's going to be fun. I, I'm enjoying the theater behind all of this. It's very, I, I love how worked up people are getting over this. It's hilarious to me. Um, and then next week when we record with the John Deere preview, like I tweeted out today, the live tournament in Portland may have a better field than the John Deere. So this could be very entertaining. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but we'll have plenty to talk about next week as always, but let's get in to the 2022 travelers championship, which we have tons of history on Jesse. So what do you got here? Yeah. So last year, Harris English was the winner, uh, 13 under in a playoff over Kramer Hickok. Uh, 2020 edition was uh, DJ. He won at 19 under, one shot over Streelman. 2019 was Ches Reeve, 17 under, uh, four shots over Keegan and Zach Sucher. Name we haven't heard in a while. Um, Bubba's won this three times. His last time was in 2018, 17 under, three shots over Paul Casey, Stuart Sink, JB Holmes, Bo Hostler, uh, Jordan Spieth uh, in 2017. 12 under playoff over Daniel Berger. So is that where he chipped in out of the bunker? I think. I think so. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. 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 Uh, Russell Knox, 2016 champion, 14 under one stroke over Jerry Kelly. Uh, Kevin Stroman has won us in the past. Mark Leishman. Like I said, Bubba's won it three times. Stuart Sinks actually won it twice. It's about all we really need. Yep. Yep. It's, it's a fun one though. Lots of history. Like we said, it's a Pete Dye course. You're going to hear that fun. Not your typical Pete Dye course, but it's just, it still has some of those nooks and crannies you expect. It's uh, up in Cromwell, Connecticut, TPC River Highland. Uh, there's water that comes into play on many of the holes. The rough is the very penal aspect of it. The fairways are larger than most. So fairways are sh- should be easy to hit, but it's a par 70, 6,841 yards, second shortest course on tour. So less than driver is an option, especially with the wide fairways, find the fairway, get the approach game and go. You can still bomb it and have plenty of success as, uh, if you listen to the names that Jesse mentioned, winning DJs and Bubba's of the world that can bomb things. Then Ches that lays it up. So you can do many approaches. That's what's fun about short golf courses. Everybody comes into play. You have bent greens of the Poa blend. Uh, there's four par threes, 12 par fours, two par fives. The par fives are extremely gettable for everybody, no matter the distance you hit. So birdie should be a plenty with potential eagle chances on the par fives. Uh, the par fours is a drivable par four 15th. I remember... Pretty sure it was uh, that. It was last year. I think Bubba was in contention last year before the playoff, and that's where he imploded. So that was fun, if I remember correctly. Um, so you can definitely have some fun on that hole. The par fours. There's a couple below 400 yards. One the par fi- the par four 15th, and and there's I believe it was out of the other 12. I think it was like eight or nine from four to 450. So that's a range you're going to be looking at. A lot of approaches will be from like 125 to 175. So not a lot of the long irons that we've been seeing in recent weeks. So I'd say uh, approach games can be very, very big. Obviously, accuracy is not as important, but still you want to be in the fairway. You don't want to be in the rough. And then um, and, and scrambling is difficult at this course as well. A lot of false fronts, a lot of tough rough around the greens. So you want to have guys that can hit the greens. Like uh, if you're using Fantasy National, opportunities gained can be very important. Just knowing like, hey, it's, you know, there's green strangulation and there's opportunities gained because now they're within 15 feet for chances at birdies. So those are pretty important as well, but uh, it, it's going to be a fun course. As you mentioned, a lot of the scores that have won this thing are probably thinking about 15 to 20, give or take, maybe a little shorter if the, uh, the, the wind picks up because the wind can be a defense here as well, but uh, should be a fun one. What do you got for stats you're looking at this week? Yeah. I mean, a lot of greens and regulation. Anytime you go to a Pete die type of course, you know, you got to be accurate, uh, obviously from T to green. Um, and then there's plenty of course history. So I'll weight that pretty heavily as well. Yep, tons of course history, as you mentioned, and that'll be very, very important. 
What else is important is the DraftKings pick. So let's get into it on this slate. 10K and above, and it's a loaded field. Everyone's made the jokes that, you know, Monaghan's called the boys and say, hey, we need you on the circuit right now. And it's it's a loaded field here at the Travelers. You got Scotty Scheffler at 11-2, McElroy at 11,000, two guys over 11K. Don't see that often. Uh, JT at 10-8, Burnsy at 10-4, Cantlay 10-2, and Xander at 10,000. Fun group up here, Jesse. Which ones are you targeting? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty, obviously. Uh, there's a really good bunch above 10K. Start with Scotty Scheffler, finished uh, second last week. Yeah. Um, damn, dude. I mean, he had just the worst run after he got to six under and was leading by two shots. Then he blasts it over the 11th green, makes a double, bogeys the next two. Otherwise, he would have ran away with that. Uh, playing really good golf. He's Scotty Scheffler, number one golfer in the world. Rory is very playable as well. He's got course history, 11th, 12th, 17th in his last three starts at this event. His last start was 2020 um, here, and he hasn't finished outside the top 20 uh, since a missed cut of the Texas Open back in April, and that's just one finish outside the top eight, which was at the Memorial. Uh, so he's obviously in very good form. And then last but not least is for me is Sam Burns. Made the cut in all three appearances here. Um, made the cut last week. You know, he didn't have a very good Sunday. He shot 76 to fall back, but uh, finished fourth at the Canadian Open and, and won the Charles Schwab in his last three starts. So pretty solid there. But, I mean, I wouldn't argue against anybody except for maybe Cantlay. His form is so weird coming in. Form is weird, but the course history is phenomenal with yeah, Cantlay. Yeah. Uh, 13th, 11th, 15th, 15th, the last four years. Uh, so given at his price point, you want to play higher than that, to be fair. But uh, he's proving time and time again that he can compete up there. But I didn't even realize that. he made the cut at the U.S. Open last I believe week. He, I, believe he, I believe he tied 15th with the uh, Yeah, 14th. 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, him and Xander kind of snuck into that top 15 range, which was quite intriguing. But I'm with you. Like The top four price guys are at the top nine in my model. They're both in the top nine of my model. Scotty Shuffler's number two. I just keep playing him. He was in my lineups last week. Um, and people don't play him because he's expensive, and it's fine with me. I'll keep playing Scotty Scheffler, best player in the world, at 11-2, second in my model, second in approach, second in the par fours, 4 to 450, just second in birdie or better, second in DK scoring. He's just awesome golfer. So give me Scotty. No problem using Rory if you want. You mentioned the, the course history is outstanding. I'll take Scheffler over Rory, uh, especially at the ownerships. Rory is always popular, always. But number one in my model is JT, um, ninth in approach, Fourth in the proximity, 150 to 175. Third in opportunities gained. He's basically top 17 or better in every stat I'm looking at. Um, and I'm hoping he kind of gets overlooked by Rory. But um, the ownership play that I hope turns into an ownership play, and it's a guy you mentioned, if I don't play Scotty Scheffler, I want to play Sam Burns. He's first in approach uh, in this field. Fourth in birdie or better. Third in DK scoring. Tenth, in, tenth from 125 to 150. So the wedge game is on point with Scott uh, with uh, Sammy Burns. So I'm a hundred percent on board with you on that one. And I'm going to keep rolling him out there at low ownership. Like in theory, in my head right now, Scotty and Burns should come in potentially the lowest owned in this range. We'll see. Cause I think Cantley's uh, course history. Let's just look at okay, Burns is the second highest projected in this range, but Scheffler is uh, the lowest him and JT are the lowest two projected at this point in time in this range. So something to monitor going forward. Uh, 9K range, you got Spieth at 99, Sungjae at 97, Neiman 96, Finau 95, Keegan 94, Brooks 93, Fleetwood 92, Seamus 91, HV3 9K. Did you hear that Michael Jordan had to call HV3 and tell him not to play on the live tour? I, I heard 
something to that effect that, that Jordan kind of reeled him back in. Um, That's interesting. That was interesting. I know he was, he was uh, rumored to be going. Uh, for me, start up there with uh, Joaquin Neiman. Um, hasn't missed a cut on tour since uh, late February and has made the cut all three times at this golf course. It, it is not a great finish. He did finish fifth back in 2019, and it hasn't been great since then, but still – He's playing pretty well. Keegan Bradley, man, that was a quite the scene for him last week. Mm-hmm. Um up in uh and, and he's a, a, a guy Boston from guy. yeah, from the area. Um so he's played here a lot. He has missed the cut in his last two appearances, but before that he was second, forty seventh, and eighth in, in the three starts before that, and has played really solid golf this year. Seventh place finish last week at the US Open, uh made the cut the memorial, the PJ championship, second to Wells Fargo. So just really solid at 9,400. I like him quite a bit. Um, I, I've been talked into Seamus at this point. Um, it, he's playing solid golf. He did miss the cut of the Memorial, but if you take out that, his three previous starts were 12th, 9th, and 17th. Um, at some difficult spots too, you know, like the U.S. Open, uh, PJ Championship. So I, I like uh, Seamus pretty good. Uh, three straight made cuts at this event as well. Uh, so he's fine. And then, I mean, Varner, I, it's hard to ignore him now. Um, I know he did miss the cut last week, not a huge deal, uh, but has played really, really well, been in contention quite a bit this year and has some decent course history, three straight made cuts here. His best finish was 21st in 2019. Yeah. Uh, we're all on a lot of the same pages here. I kind of want to go back to Spieth, um, at 9,900 bucks right now. He is looking to be mediocrely owned nothing too crazy on this one so speed eighth in my model um really really strong when it comes to opportunities gained birdies are better and dk scoring in this field and we obviously know that the course history is pretty strong with jay uh jordan speed love neiman 100 on board with you with that i had a ton of neiman last week i'll keep rolling with him just like you said a cut making machine and i love the form he's coming in with tony fino is an interesting one to me he's fourth in my model he's second off the tee in this field fifth in the par fours four the 450 playing much much better of late obviously missed the cut last week but then second in the canadian fourth of the charles schwab 30th at the pga um and he's coming in the problem is three straight missed cuts here so if you're going with event history fina might not be your guy current form i kind of give the u.s open like a kind of little wink away on that one because it was just the u.s open he missed uh, it on the number too didn't he it was yeah four yeah plus four thing. yeah so i kind of give a grain of salt with that one with him yeah. so he could be interesting at 95 I still like Keegan. Yeah, he said the, the, the event history is not great, but I love and I just got a soft spot in my heart after last week. But uh, that Keegan at ninety four, I do like, and I'm a, I love the Seamus call you made at ninety one. Uh, he's thirty ninth in my models. He doesn't like pop off the charts like some of these other guys. But um, something that kind of helps me if I'm looking for tiebreakers is you mentioned his just overall form outside that one missed cut. Like guys that play good on shorter courses. Um, one course that I don't mind. Um, looking at is or he was not the one i was looking at. i was looking at someone else earlier but if you guys look at harbor town he did not play at harbor town but he did play at pebble beach and at pebble beach he finished ninth remember he was on that great run there amex sony open century rsm at fourth a lot of short courses mixed in there from time to time so i think he's interesting you mentioned the 12th place last weekend could be good for sheamus might come in at some low ownership and uh, i don't mind your take on a33 either because people just don't play him at that price point and he's right. producing He's 11th in my model. He's producing across the board very well. 8K range. You got Davis Riley at 89, Aaron Wise at 88, Mito at 87, Harmon 86, Webb 85, Leash 84, McCarthy 83, Keith Mitchell 82. 
Day at 81 and Coke Rack at $8,000, Jesse. Uh, start with Davis Riley at the top. I mean, he's a guy who's becoming more popular just because of the way he's been playing over the last couple months. Um, he's never played here, uh, but he hasn't missed a cut since the Heritage. Um, has three top tens in that span and two other top 13s. So solid golf. He made the cut last week. Uh, didn't have a great weekend, but ball striker, very good um, from T to green. Aaron Wise is the guy who I've been playing a lot of. And he was um, – He was in contention for a while. He was on the leaderboard there, yeah. Yep. I mean, he was close to even par, one under. Did not uh, – did well, he was four under at one point because he shot the first two rounds. He was two under, two under. Um, and just had a shit weekend, but his putter, man, he's got that big old long putter. That's the sketch part. He's made two uh, two appearances here and made the cut both times. Mito missed the cut last week. Um, again, like you said, you know, it's just one of those things where it's the U.S. Open. It's not you wouldn't really hold that against somebody necessarily. Uh, but before that, was playing solid golf, three straight uh, top thirteens, including a third and a seventh. Um, so obviously playing really well. Webb Simpson at 8,500 is another guy who I'm interested in. Webb has played here a bunch, uh, miscut in 2018. Before that, 8th, 34th, 5th, and he does have other starts before that. But he's coming off miscut at the U.S. Open. He did have two straight top 30s before that. I feel like just at this price point, like I feel like Webb was figuring some stuff out before the U.S. Open. He missed the cut, whatever. $8,500, I mean, I, I'm willing to take a chance on him this week. And then, last but not least, Jason Day at A100. He hasn't missed a cut here since 2017, finished 10th here last year, um, and is coming off a 30, 31st of the Memorial Championship. So he's playing solid golf as well. Uh, did not play the U.S. Open. Yeah, I like uh, Davis Riley. I think he'll be very popular, unfortunately, but I think he's a good play at 800 bucks. And I'm with you on Wise. I had a ton of Wise last week, and I've been using him a lot. We talked about him. He's really coming into really good form. Like when he was struggling a bunch, his putter was a mess. And even like his approach game was kind of off. He's dialed in right now. So I'm a big fan of what he's got going on. He's ninth in the proximity range. I'm looking at seventh in opportunities game, fifth on approach in this field. So um, I like him a lot. Mito's third in my model and everyone likes Mito. So I don't like to say a lot more, but he's locked in. He's first in op gains or first in proximity, 125 to 150 in this field. So he's going to be a, the course fits perfectly as they say for him. Uh, Brian Harmon played really, really well last week, and he loves his Pete Dye golf courses. Let's put it that way. Loves him some Pete Dye golf courses. T5 here last year, miscut T8, T6, T35. So three of the last four years, T8 or better at this golf tournament. So I think Harmon at 86 is definitely one uh, you can look at in this field. And then other than that, I'm not in love with much in the 8K range. I'm a, yeah. I'm a top-heavy 8K guy, it looks like, this week. 75 to 79, you got Todd, Bez, McNeely, Steele, Dahman, English, Kemet, 8KH Lee, P. Raj, Vegas, Davis, Kiz. Who you like in here? Um, start with Joel Dahman, who was like in the last group out on Saturday at the yeah. U.S. Open. Still finished top 10. I mean, pretty solid weekend for, for him. He, he'd been playing well. I think I mentioned him last week as a guy to play down there in that 6K range. I did not play him, full disclosure. Thank you. Uh, did you really? Yeah, I loved him. I loved his price point. And you, it was, you, I, I was targeting accuracy this past week. He's one of the most accurate drivers in the course. Yeah, which is, you know, it kind of transitions a little bit to this week, uh, like we already talked about. But he has played here four times and made the cut three times. His best finish was 20th in, tw in 2020. And like I said, coming off that 
top 10 uh, last week at the U.S. Open. Maverick McNeely played here last year, finished 30th. Come off miscut to Charles Schwab, but was playing really solid golf before that. My model loves Brendan Steele. I, I, I don't Mine really. Mine too. Does it really? <laughs> he's sixth I mean, in my like, model. <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out. I, I guess it's because, I mean, he's finished, you know, he's two straight top 10s, ninth and 10th at the PGA Championship and the Memorial. Pretty good. He's been hitting a bunch of greens. Um, his course history is okay. I mean, miscut last year, sixth, 21st miscut. 14th, 17th, 25th. So when he makes the cut, he's inside the top 25. So it sounds like a solid GBP play to me. And then KH Lee, um, I, I think he was in the lead or close to it last year at this tournament. I Should believe I? you are correct, yes. And then, like, just absolutely played like trash on – yeah. Yeah, so last year he finished 73rd, but he shot 69, 64, 69, 80. <laughs> Oh man, been there before. Uh, yeah, so two out of three years he's made the cut, and then has played solid golf this year, and is a TPC extraordinaire when it comes to uh, these kind of golf courses. I mean, he's kind of hit or miss, but I don't really like anybody else around this range. So that would be my last guy. Uh, I like me some Cbez this week. First time playing this event, uh, he's fifty seventh in my model, which will trip people out. But T fifteen at Charles Schwab, missed the cut at the PGA, T twelve at the Byron Nelson. Bez is a very, very good iron player. Um, like he's ninth and nineteenth in proximity, one fifty to one seventy five. Um, so I'll take my chances with C Bez at seventy eight. Yeah, Steele's sixth in my model. He's first off the tee in the last twenty four rounds, tenth in approach, twelfth in one fifty to one seventy five, twenty third in par fours, four to four fifty, ninth in opportunities gained. Um, yeah, he's somehow he rates out very well, Jesse. I don't get yeah, it. I'm been, glad you it, said it. Me too. He's been hitting it well. That's I guess the only yeah. thing I can figure out. His know? putting's one thirty first, so his putting's atrocious yeah, right. and around the green seventy second. So this, if he can this, find the green, we're in. It sounds like <laughs> this sounds like Brennan Steele. Yeah. 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 Remember that when Hawaii when he missed the entire goddamn like he hit it over the people on oh, another yeah. tee box? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Got a free uh, got a free drop. Got free drop. Yep, free drop. Did you, uh, side note real quick, did you see Rory's free drop? Yeah, you see Rom's free drop on Saturday. I didn't about, see it. Oh, uh, Rom's is on Thursday. I didn't. I didn't see yeah. the Rom one, but, but Rory was in a fucking tree and got a free drop because he hit it into the uh, like close to the area where they sell merchandise. So yeah, oh, wow. I thought that was Rom, Rom got one because he hit one so far left that, the, that some kids picked it up and started walking away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but and then he went up. He got up and down and birdied the hole. I guess, you know, kids are, are one thing. Yeah, um, I guess the merchandise tends to differently. Yeah, I'm with you. But it was just like, Jesus Christ. Either way, I'm with you, man. Yeah, it's just funny. Uh, Joel Dahman, I'm with you on that one. KH lead, I like just in tournaments because when he goes low, he goes really low. And he rates 31st because of, you know, 12th and DK scoring, 15th and birdie bear just goes to show you when he's on, he can go low, low. So very interesting. P. Raj is 40th in my model. He was so good to me last week. Um T thirty first, T eighteen of the Canadian, miscut the memorial, T thirty five. He's making cuts. Uh, when you look at this event, T seventy six, miscut T twenty six, T thirty five. I just don't know how drained he's going to be after last week because he had a roller coaster of a weekend. Like it was yeah. some highs and lows on that weekend. So I'm a little concerned, but something worth monitoring. And for some reason, there's T times all over this chart. He does not have a T time next to his name, so maybe he withdrew and it's just not updated yet. Um, I do like Johnny Vegas though. Vegas loves himself some Pete Dye, twenty ninth in my model. Uh, this is definitely a guy that's got good uh, wedge game into the greens. So I'll take Johnny. And then Cam Davis at 75, loves his short courses. Really, really plays them well. Um, something to monitor. He's the one I was looking at. So um, 
Memorial 53rd, Shop 7, Rogers 40th is PGA. Out, by the way. Sorry. Okay, that's why it's there. Yeah. Okay. But the RBC Heritage, Pete Dye, small course, Harbortown, he finished third. So that's something to keep an eye on. And the Century is a short course. He finished 10th. Uh, Cam Davis, even though he's a bomber, can play those short courses very well. So 7500 bucks is someone I'd keep an eye on as well. 7K to 74, Jesse, who you liking? Uh, 7,400 Aaron Rye. Um, I talk about him just about every week. He's never played here, but, uh, did play the Canadian open, which was his last start finished 13th has made four straight cuts on tour. The gala at 7,300. I feel like this is a little bit underpriced. He did miss the cut here last year, but he hasn't missed a cut on tour since the players championship. Um, all the way back whenever that was in March, uh, Gria, I think he's fine. Nick Hardy at 7,100, um, finished 61st here in 2018. Uh, made the cut last week, finished 14th at the U.S. Open at 6200 bucks and 0.7% owned. Canadian Open, 2% owned, 35th, um, and that was after a, a couple missed cuts. But he was com- he's coming off an injury, and dude's just been striping it. Uh, Lonto, the, the model likes him all right. Um, you know, three made cuts in a row for him at this tournament. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open, but had made a bunch of cuts in a row and, and seemed like he's kind of getting his game back. Uh, Adam Long at 7,000. He missed the cut here last year, but finished 24th the year before that and 21st the year before that. And it's coming off a 21st place finish at the uh, Canadian Open. All right. For me, if you want to go on just course history at this event, because he doesn't rate out well at all, but if you just want to go course history at 7,400 bucks, Matt Hughes has made five straight cuts here, including a T3 back in 2020. So he'd be one you could look at. But uh, I'll start with CT Pan, 17th in my model, 16th in the par fours. Anytime you're looking at like a shorter course, that approach game is pretty solid. CT Pan will always rate out well, so he's interesting at 73. Lahiri's 25th in my model. I like him quite a bit as well. Uh, playing some really good golf all the way back to the Players' Championship. Um, he's another one to look at. Well, actually, back-to-back missed cuts. No, I look at it even deeper, but I think you missed one of those, not both those on the number. So at 7,300 bucks, I don't mind going to Lahiri. And he finished T9, T17 back in 18 and 17 here after back-to-back missed cuts. Uh, but Luke List uh, at 27th, my model at 700 bucks. I think in a field like this, he should be priced higher. Let's put it that way. I think he's better than 7300 bucks, so I'll take my chances there. Lonto does rate well for me as well. He's 13th, my model. He's 7th from 150 to 175, and he's first in this field the last 24 rounds and par 4 is 4 to 450. So keep him on the green because around the green game is pitiful. But keep him out there, and, and we got a chance. Uh, Alex Smalley. Is another guy, 23rd my model, 13th in the par fours. His proximity game is pretty weak, though, so keep an eye on that. I love Adam Long in tournaments, as you mentioned. And the last guy I'll mention is J.J. Spawn, 18th my model. Guy coming in in relatively good form. You know, he picked up the W, uh, a few backs at, at Valero. Back-to-back missed cuts at the Canadian and the PGA, but um, a guy that was playing some really, really good golf at 7K, if you want to roll the dice there. Who do you like in the 6K range? Because actually a lot of guys I can at least make some half-assed arguments for. Yeah, Bo Hostler late ad sixty nine hundred bucks. Uh, made the cut last week at the uh, at the U.S. Open. Played like ass on the weekend, but finished tenth here last year um, after a couple missed cuts, and that was after a second place finish. So the course history is pretty decent at sixty nine hundred dollars. Uh, Stefan Yeager thirtieth back in twenty nineteen, two straight missed cuts on tour, but obviously in his one start he played well here. Glover uh, finished 20th here last year, had a bunch of missed cuts before that, has three straight made cuts on tour. Um, that's all I got checked off, dude. 
I can't, I can't do yeah. it. I can't do anything else. You, you probably have the, I got usually you. the six K whisper. Yeah, anyway. I got you. Uh, Johnny Hu at 6,800 bucks, 38th in my He's first from 150 to 175 coming off a 25th and a 12th, his last two tournaments. So I'll go that route. I don't mind the glove. Had him down as well. Adam Spenson is 33rd in my model. He's eighth in par fours, four to four fifty. And it's a guy that we've played a lot, especially on shorter courses. Uh, T21 at the Canadian, T45 at Memorial, T40 at Schwab, T69 at Byron Nelson. So he's at least making cuts with a couple decent finishes in there. Uh, Wyndham Clark is interesting to me. He's 54th my model, second in driving distance, fifth in the par fours we're looking at in this field. And when you look farther, like miscut the open, seventh at Canadian, 37th of Memorial, miscut, miscut, 67th of Mexico, 35th at the RBC. Um, and he's like 65th at Pebbles. He's making cuts on short courses. He's intriguing at 67. Like I like probably Smotherman and Spinson and, and those guys more. I, I think I walked right past Smotherman. I have him checked off. He's 24th. My model 16th off the tee. He's been playing great golf. Uh, if you want to go cheaper, like I said, you can play ownerships down here and have some fun. Danny Lee's a boomer bus guy in GPPs. We've seen him go super low. Like he's a cheaper KH Lee. Miscut at the US Open, 10th at the Canadian. Miscut at the Memorial, 23rd at the Charles Schwab. Those finishes would be outstanding at his price point. Uh, miscut at the Heritage, though. So you got you to gotta pick your poison with Danny Lee. But when he's on, he goes super, super low. Uh, Caleb Taron was having a good week at the US Open. We've seen him be a birdie machine at times. Adam Shank had a great week last week. He's 20th in my model, 7th from 125 to 150. They finished 24th last week, 26th in Memorial. Um, so he's a guy coming in in pretty good form. He's made five of his last six cuts at uh, 66 hundo. And then two more, Nate Lashley at 65. He's 30th in my model. I just get suckered in because he always rates out well on approach on, in this field, but the rest of his game can be tilting as all get up and back-to-back missed cuts, but then 17th at Nelson, 11th in Mexico, missed cut at the Heritage, 18th, 15th, 27th, 7th. So that's some really good finishes outside those missed cuts. So 6,500, and last but not least is T-Dunks. And the only reason I have T Dunks checked off is if you look at past history at 64 Hundo, four straight made cuts, including a, a 54, 32nd, 43rd, and 33rd overall. So, yeah, I have a lot to, you can make arguments for down here. Prefer not to be down there, but if I want to play some Scotty Scheffler action like I want to, I'll get at least one dude down there. I'll tell you that much. For sure. And, yeah. and now that there's options to kind of mix and match, you can maybe sneak in a 9K guy with a 6K guy. And that's a mix. That's why Joel Dahman was so great last week at 6,600 bucks. Because I was like, oh, he'll at least make the cut. We'll see what happens. Did not expect yeah. a T10, but it was good. All right, let's recap things real quick here. Jesse, 10K and above, who's your number one play? Um, I mean, it's it's hard to, to go against Scotty Scheffler, but I'm going to say Rory this week. I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler. Yep, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, 9K range. Uh, Neiman. Excuse me. Um, you got Neiman. That's a good one. I will go with hmm, – here's some interesting arguments we made in this range. I'll go to be different. I'll go Seamus Power and think uh, in tournament-wise there. 8K range. I'm going to say Webb Simpson. I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Wise in this one. I like Aaron Wise quite a bit. 75 to 79. Uh, Joel Dahman. I'll go with Cam Davis. Uh, 7K to 74. Aaron Rye. I like that. I will go with uh, – I'll go Luke List. Let's go Lukey List in this one. And then 6K, who you got? Bo Hostler. I like the Bo call. He's not on my sheet yet, but he will get highlighted for sure. I like that one a lot. Um, I will go with uh, – let's let's save some cash this week, and let's go with nasty Nate Lashley. I'm just a sucker for him all the time, so let's go with Nate Lashley. Um, if you're building a cash lineup this week, where are you starting things out? It's kind of tough, man. I mean – 
Just stick in the AK range. That's all you got to do. Yeah, there. I mean, I'm thinking like Davis Riley, Mito, and then Aaron Rye. Yeah, that works. Like I was going to say, like Wise, Mito, and Harmon. Don't mind Riley. Just like sit in that little 8K range. Don't get cute, people. Um, if you're starting a GPP, though, get real cute. Where are you going here? I'm going to say uh, Rory, Brendan Steele, and Nick Hardy. I'm going to go with Scheffler, Aaron Wise, and let's have some fun with um, – let's go with uh, Johnny Vegas. Let's go with Johnny Vegas. He's a big boomer bust tournament type play. All right, when you're looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook, no, we do not get paid by DraftKings, but it's a pretty damn good sportsbook. Um, who you got winning this thing? I got uh, five guys checked off here. Uh, Neiman nice. at 35. I like that. Uh, KH Lee at 75. Ooh, um, deep. Joel Dahman at 100. Nice. And then a couple of super long shots, Thigala and Aaron Rye at 150. I like it. I like it going deep. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't even realize Ricky Fowler's in the field. <laughs> That's freaking great. Um, defending champion Harris English is 100 to 1, but he's playing some booty golf right now. So I wouldn't go too excited on that. Aaron Wise at 50 is interesting. Like, I just believe that he's close to doing it again. He's really close, it feels like. Yeah. Um, Mito's still 35. The dude's like, I like the Neiman call better than Mito, but Mito's damn close too right now, which will be interesting. Um, I like those long shot calls. Yeah, I put a little T10, T20 action on those if that was you. Um, but yeah. Really good stuff. I like that quite a bit. I don't have any long shots like you do. Um, but all right. Final thoughts for the travelers. Next week got the deer. Maybe I, I can't wait. DK is eventually gonna put the live on there. It's gonna be freaking surely. Amazing. Surely it's coming. Yeah. It is coming with the bigger names coming. Sure. If they did the outlaw tour, live is coming, folks. I hate the the, the burst bubbles here, but it's gonna yeah, be awesome. It's got to. So uh, what do you got for the travelers? I don't have any final thoughts. Uh you know, so this is a, usually a fun tournament. Um, so I guess I do have a, a final thought and then enjoy it that's it i love pretty much every tournament that's on a pete dyke, dyke course because yeah. it's strategic golf like there's right. always something where you think they hit a good shot it's like oh shit they're in a bunker and they're not gonna be able to put a pull a fitzpatrick on this one stuff like that it's gonna be and the way the rough is it, it's gonna be fun so i'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out i'm so glad fitzpatrick kind of got i got like multiple people message me well at least your love for fitzpatrick finally paid off for you i'm like <laughs> yes yes it did finally all this time but uh you know, it was it was it was um, Molly for us a while back. Now it's Fitz. Now I got to find a new guy. To, maybe it's going to be Aaron Wise. We'll see out there to figure someone else to start running with here pretty soon. But for now, we'll wrap things up there. Make sure you check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods Podcast at Always Press DFS. Give it a rate and review on iTunes or Spotify. I'm on Twitter at BD Intrick. We'll be back with you guys next week. But this was your 2022 Travelers Championship Preview. Catch you guys later. Oh, hey,